Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and today, Stephen Kendrick. Um, Stephen and his brother, Alex, have actually uh, created are creators of a new movie called The War Room. No, it's not that kind of movie. When I first saw the trailer, it kind of intrigued me, and I thought, this is brilliant, and it doesn't really matter what faith you are, what religion you are, it is all about a belief, about a source, about a, a beautiful divine energy that can help you if only you learn to tap into it. Uh, we're losing kind of our identity with faith today and because people are in transition they're kind of taking a little more ownership on what they believe in and how they interact with the divine whatever the source whatever the god um this was a very beautiful story told it certainly moved me on its few minute intro and i really wanted to know how or why and where it is going so stephen and his brother uh creators of this movie um they pioneered the modern faith film industry, beginning a wave of faith-based movies. This has drawn a remarkable attention from Hollywood in the last couple of years. Their first four movies um, really netted them very well, utilized thousands of volunteers from their small town of Albany and, and their church, um, the Sherwood Baptist Church. And uh, they've uh, grossed over 80 million at the box office, which is very, very good for kind of indie movies. These films were Firewheel, Facing the Giants, Fireproof, and Courageous. And they have drawn huge crowds with positive themes like personal integrity, resilient faith, lasting marriages, and heroic parenting. These are all very, very good standards for which for us to live by. And, you know, really we need to get back to a little belief, don't we, folks? We seem to have kind of lost our identity. We've lost faith in the church and the message. So we need to find that faith again and what it means to us and reconnect. So let's find out all about it. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thank you. Glad to be a part of the program, Sarah. And uh, I know that you guys are kind of really doing the circuit at the present moment, so this show is going to be shorter than usual. Um, but uh, A, The War Room, I can imagine you, you attract a lot of people with that title, and then they kind of get a surprise when they learn what the movie is about. Um, I want to know how that title came about, but first and foremost, the storyline. Um, it's from what I see from the, from the intro, um, it is a woman having problems with her husband and kind of losing faith in the marriage and kind of being confused about where she is and somebody having a beautiful war room and teaching her how to find that faith again bringing their family back together have i got that right that's exactly right uh tony and elizabeth jordan they look great on the outside and they impress people in their community at their church uh, but at home they are fighting with one another there's disagreements over their finances their busyness at work is causing them to neglect their daughter. And it is in that context, as the marriage is unraveling, that the wife, who is a real estate agent, shows up to sell a house on a typical day at work for an elderly uh, widow named Miss Clara, and it completely changes her life. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the war room, totally a different uh, type of... I mean, that title, was it like, oh, yeah, we have to do this because we're just going to get people to come in and look at it and then be surprised? Um, or is it because of what that room represents? Yes, absolutely. 
uh, it is easy for us to go into life and try to deal with all of our problems uh, without really praying through, thinking through, planning through what to do. And so if you think about a military war room, uh, the military, well, it doesn't matter where they are or what's going on, they will have a place where they gather all the resources, all the information, they figure out what the enemy's doing, they uh, look at their budgets and the, what they have, they come up with a strategy and a plan, and then they implement that strategy out on the field, and that place is called a war room. Well, Jesus said when you are praying, you should get alone in your prayer room, get, a, get alone with God. In Matthew 6, verse 6, he said when you pray, instead of praying for show or to try to impress people, he said get alone and pray, and your Heavenly Father will see what you are praying, and he'll reward you openly. And Alex and I grew up in a, a praying home. We saw incredible answers to prayer in our parents' lives. We saw... We saw the typical hypocrisy in the church, uh, but we saw authentic faith lived out at home with our parents. And um, we have just incredible stories of answered prayer in their lives. And then later on, we ended up joining a church that was a praying church. And every one of our movies has been a string of one answered prayer after another. We will come up with our specific prayer strategy. And we've, we can tell a big difference when we pray first and when we don't. And the wisdom of the decisions when we get God in, in, engaged in our situation as opposed to us just trying to do it in our own energy. And so this movie is, is kind of an appetizer teaser to that concept. Exactly. And, you know, a, a prayer is kind of being a little lost and a little uh, misconstrued uh, and, and very, very confusing for a lot of people today. And they don't realize that it's divine energy. It's coming from source and, and you're not dictating the source. You're speaking to the, the energy of prayer and how it unites and answers and, uh, you know, just brings that really positive energy around everything that you do and your community. Um, it's also a gratitude, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. When we are communicating um, to God um, gratefulness for what he's done in the past in our lives, for answered prayer in our lives. There's a scene in the movie War Room, and it's uh, kind of the introduction. It's the appetizer for Elizabeth, the main character in the film. But when she is interacting with this lady, Miss Clara, um, she has Miss Clara has this wall, and it's her wall of remembrance. It's all of these photos. It's these documentations of specific answers to prayer in her life. And so Elizabeth is captivated by this, and she's like, you know, what is this? And she said, this is, this just reminds me of how uh, alive and well and faithful God can be in our lives. She said it encourages me. And so then she takes her up and she shows her her war room. It's a closet, and she's got all these specific. Uh, things that she's praying for on the wall in the room. And, uh, and, and she says, this is where I do my fighting first. And she tells Elizabeth, I can teach you how to fight the right way using the right weapons. And I can help you uh, do this. And Elizabeth says, well, I don't have time to do that. I'm too busy. And Miss Clara says, but obviously you have enough time to fight with your husband every day. Exactly. And uh, Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth is kind of caught off guard and she's like, well, you're right. And so the movie plot takes a turn, and you see Miss Clara. It's actually funny 
throughout this portion of the film. Uh, but Miss Claire is trying to teach Elizabeth how to pray and how to pray effectively. And uh, Elizabeth is kind of taking it half-hearted. You know, she's uh, goofing off at the beginning. But then she begins to see how it is impacting her marriage, her relationship with her daughter, uh, each area of her life. And so um, it's this is the funniest movie of all the ones that we've made. And uh, people are going to laugh in the theater. They're going to get choked up. Uh, there's some heartfelt scenes in this video, in this movie. The daughter opens up about feeling neglected, and it's a tearjerker, powerful moment uh, about 10 minutes into the film. And it just causes you to realize these are real issues that people are dealing with, and, uh, and I want to know what happens. And the thing is, is that it doesn't really matter who we are, you know, uh, you know, color, race, sexuality, faith. Um, everybody goes through this, and uh, you, really, that that source of prayer and that energy it brings people together. And and really, it's all about unison, isn't it? A family is only as strong as as they are together. The same with a village, uh, you know, the same with our global um, energy and global impact. When we're there for each other we we expand that beautiful divine energy out to everything in the world we raise that consciousness um we are you know one of the things i think that it brings to together is kindness and compassion which is something that seems to be missing right now we need to bring back to and we don't find that when we're out there wandering on our own we really do need to un unite in a in a common prayer that brings us together well, it's interesting that prayer can be across racial and denominational lines a very unifying agent. Uh, Jesus, in, in John 17, he said that he was praying that the church would become one, even as he and the Father are one, he said. It's a very, it's a very deep passage because he is praying a, the most incredible high priestly prayer of all time in, the, in John chapter 17. And so uh, he explains throughout the, the Gospel of John how a person can engage God within a relationship, how they can pray specifically, how they can line their life up with God, and then, he, and then their prayers can become answered. And in that prayer in John 17, he says that when, when the church is one, when there's unity there, then the world will realize that God has sent Jesus into the world. And I've seen that true in my own life. Uh, because when when people are fighting and they're disagreeing and they're hateful towards one another, it makes it repels people away. Yeah. But when there's a love and a unity there, uh, that even across racial and denominational lines, you know, the book of Colossians says that love is the perfect bond of unity, and so it is like the glue that can hold people together uh, from different backgrounds, from different races, from different denominations. And so uh, that's one thing that, that Christ does is he will bring love into relationships that were not that was not there before. And the thing is, it, you know, it doesn't matter what religion you're in. It, it's it's love is the common denominator. God doesn't know how to hate. This is a human condition. Um, and this hate comes out of judgment. It comes out of fear. It comes out of arrogance. Um, and when we realize that, you know, take away, you know, the the color, the sex, the race, and look to a person's heart, look to a person's soul, um, you, uh, hold them accountable for, the, for their character. Um, we learn then to love and have show compassion to one another. And, uh, you know, hate doesn't have an entry. 
Um, and really, we need to get there so much more, don't we? Absolutely. God gives us a love for people. That, In fact, in the movie Fireproof, there's one of my favorite lines in the film is this couple is fighting, and she's already given him divorce papers, and uh, they're, they're totally hateful towards one another. And he begins to uh, spiritually engage with God, and he comes back to her, and she's like, why are you treating me this way? Why are you acting different? And he says, God has given me a love for you that I've never had before, is the line. And so in the movie War Room, which will hit theaters on August the 28th across the nation, uh, we're so grateful that Sony Pictures has picked it up and is distributing it. And then it's going international in Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and uh, about 19 different countries and Spanish-speaking countries as well. And so, um, but we are uh, grateful because the people that are seeing this movie are getting, uh, they're being personally touched. Uh, there's so many times you'll go watch a film and there may be some entertainment value, but when it's over with, you're thinking, I want my two hours back. This has trampled my faith and my values. You know, it, this is uh, actually leading my children astray. Mm -hmm. This is not causing me to value life. It's causing me to devalue life, you yeah. know. And so, but one thing we try to do in all of our films is to communicate a message of faith, hope, and love so that when people will watch and see and hear uh, the movie, that they're personally moved emotionally, that they laugh, that they, uh, they may tear up in some heartfelt moments in the movie, but that they, they're challenged spiritually as well. And we're, we're having people say, uh, there was one lady actually that was at a screening that Alex attended in New York, and she said, I had already planned on leaving my husband. But after I've seen War Room, I realize I need to engage in prayer and to, uh, and to be patient and loving towards him. And she said, this movie has already changed my life and will change my marriage. And, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, a, a book or a movie or somebody who's inspirational, sometimes all we need is that redirect, somebody to put us back on that right path, um, to remind us, you know, as you said about church, you left one church because it just felt the hypocrisy. And, and unfortunately, this is what seems to have happened. And they've lost their flock because that hypocrisy has seeked in. And it's do as I tell you, not as I do. And, and it seems to be about the collection plate rather than about uniting people in faith. Um, when you are amongst people who are like-souled, like-spirited, um, you know, that are there for one another in that kindness, in that support, in that love, there is nothing more divine or invigorating, is there? And there is nothing that you can't resolve because you have that, that community love that really helps heal. Well, it's interesting. Jesus said, the world will know that you are my followers because of the love that you have for one another. And he said, greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his friends. And so when Jesus died on the cross, sacrificed himself, he said, I'm doing this out of love uh, to, to pay the penalty for sin, you know, to, to draw people to into a relationship with me. And it's interesting. I heard a story years ago that there were two people from different countries and they were walking in the snow in Russia and they spoke different languages. But one of them was whistling the tune to a, uh, a famous hymn, uh, a Christian hymn that they had heard. And the other person who was a, from a different part of the world 
and knew that same hymn in their own language. But, you know, it was different words, but they recognized the tune. They walked up, and they heard this person in the snow whistling that hymn. And they smiled at them, and they began to whistle it along with them. And they looked at each other, and they embraced each other in the snow. Uh, and they, they couldn't understand one another's languages, but mm-hmm. their, their common faith had brought them together in that moment. And it created a bond. And uh, it, it was a beautiful thing. And you talked about the community of people loving one another. I love the gospel uh, or the, the biblical book of Acts because in Acts chapter 2, it, it, it describes one of the most beautiful communities of people coming together in love and that they begin to share their lives together. They're sharing their joys. They're sharing their sorrows. Um, they're sharing their homes, their possessions, and they begin to even give up some of their uh, extravagant possessions in order to meet the needs of one another. And it, it's such a beautiful picture of community. And it's interesting because it's it's the opposite for, of communism, because communism is we're going to take everything away from you with, <laughs> without yes. your permission and force everybody to live at the same level. This is communism. Mm, like communism that. is when we say, I willingly am choosing to come to you because I love you and to sacrifice because I care about you. So it's the difference between a thief coming in and taking something and a poor man, the same man showing up your door with a need and you voluntarily giving something to him to help meet that need. Exactly. And so when love is the source, it's a beautiful thing. When hatred, greed uh, dishonesty is the source. It's dividing. It most certainly is. Most certainly is. And, you know, it's, it's we all want to be of service to one another because that's what we're here for. You know, a village doesn't survive if everybody's only looking out for themselves. You know, they have to look out for the common good because otherwise that, that village would be so vulnerable. And, and it's a respect for each other's differences, each other's gifts, um, each other's purpose in life. And it's coming together for the common good, the common love, the common respect. And I think this is something where we need to go back to. We need to kind of create those villages again in our communities um, where we don't judge you know, this judge and jury that your faith is different. So therefore, you know, to hell with you or your color is different or your economics is different. We all have the same needs. We want to love and to be loved, to be respected and to be a part of our community where we can contribute and also receive. That's the common denominator of everybody living on this planet. We're all longing for close relationships where there's mutual love and respect. It has been wired into our DNA, and people long for it. And and a lot of times, even when people isolate themselves, um, it's because they have been burned and hurt when they tried to enter into a trusting, loving relationship, and it went downhill, you know. And so it's sad because um, we shouldn't give up, you know. We shouldn't give up on one another. We should be forgiving, and we should be choosing to, to reach out and with a mutual uh, respect, even if we disagree about something, we can still disagree with respect and love. And so one thing about the movie War Room that I like is um, this movie is an African-American cast and uh, with two Caucasian guys in South Georgia writing this movie. We, we, we have the most integrated church in our community uh, because so often on a Sunday morning, it's the most segregated hour in our nation. You know, you've got all white churches, all white b- black churches, all Hispanic churches. 
we have a very integrated, loving church, and it's just been a beautiful thing. And so, but we reached out and and to African American families, and we said, help us to understand what you deal with, what you go through, what are the issues that are in your home, uh, how has God worked in your life? And so, when we wrote the movie War Room, we tried to be very honoring to that community. It is it, the movie is not about racial tension or racial issues. But we've seen that it has been a unifying agent because we're dealing with universal issues. And so the screenings that we've done across the nation of War Room have been very celebratory. People have been excited about seeing the movie. And you've got people across racial and denominational lines in the same room laughing together, crying together, praying together after the movie's over with and saying this is, this is going to impact us and our nation. Well, I mean, as I said, from just the movie trailer, it impacted me um, because, you know, we're speaking to, I think we're all tired of being disconnected. We're all tired of the fight. You know, we're all tired of being told that there's something we've got to fight for. But at the same time, nobody's promoting love. Nobody's promoting unison. Nobody's promoting that uh, that common prayer. Yesterday, um, the 23rd of August, because we always pre-interview, um, you know, do our interviews ahead of time, there was a global prayer that went out. And it, they didn't care what, you know, domination you were from or anything it was about the world coming together at a certain time with a prayer a prayer to heal a prayer to unite and people don't realize how much divine energy is raised during that time of prayer this is the reason why you know god answers because that message reaches them in such you know beautiful force that I- it's heard then you know the people want this then we will give it to the people they always say be careful what you ask for right so be very clear in your prayer what you want and why you want it and if it's meant to be for you it will definitely be given to you but if it's an alternative motive or purely for selfish gain then your prayer isn't always going to be answered <laughs> that's interesting james the book of james in the scriptures say you don't have because you don't ask but mm-hmm. you ask and don't receive because you're asking with lust in your heart uh-huh. that the 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 greed and the pride and the lust is, is the motivation behind it and so uh jesus said if we abide in him and that means to have an intimate faith-filled relationship with him. He says, if we abide in him and his words abide in us, we can ask what we will, and it will be done for us. He said, ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door shall be opened to you. And so we have on our office wall our own wall of remembrance. It's a, it is a, it's a montage of about 18 to 20 different photos and documents. Each one is an illustration of a specifically answered prayer in our lives very powerfully answered prayer some of them represent uh provision you know god provided something that we were specifically praying for and uh, and he provided it just the right time and just the right place uh, some of them uh, were uh, intervention in a situation where we needed some healing to take place or we needed some unity to come together uh, and so one of them was the adoption of my youngest daughter from china and how god led us to to go to China and adopt her and how the very day he spoke to me about adoption I was on an airplane flying to New York and it was the same day she was being born in China Mm. and uh, just so many things were coming together 
And so answered prayer for me is one of the greatest demonstrations uh, of the power and the presence of God. I, you know, th- I love the fact that, you know, you're saying of everything that, you know, you receive that gratitude wall. You know, sometimes you get caught up in the moment and, and you get caught up in the despair and you think, I haven't got anything. Well, turn around to see what you've received, you know, and uh, what, what you've really got in life. And like prayer brought that to you. Belief brought that to you. Um, and that belief, obviously, you know, it isn't just a question of pray and get out of the way and nothing happens. Of course, the prayer is there and we have to get into action. Um, you see, if people think they can just pray and then it's just going to materialize at the door, that's not the way it goes. But it's showing that gratitude wall as a reminder of how many prayers have been answered, of how many things that have actually been achieved, and that you're not alone. That through that prayer, whether it be on your own or or with other people, this is what has been accomplished. And so that you know, accomplishment and gratitude wall up there is always a great reminder of what has already happened and what still can happen if you just get back into that belief. Well, and it's it's very joyful anytime a prayer is answered. Uh, Jesus said, "When prayers are answered, our joy is made full." And so it is true that when you're asking for something specific and then it comes to be in your life and God answers, then your joy is full. You, you walk around and you're telling the story and here's how I prayed and here's what happened. And, uh, so, and that's one thing in the movie War Room that we try to communicate is to pray very specifically. We tell people you pray general prayers, you get general answers. You pray mm-hmm. specific prayers, you pray specific, you get specific answers. And so... Uh, we, t- we challenge people to write down their prayers and stick it on the wall, stick it in a journal, whatever. Keep up with it so you don't forget about it. And uh, be persistent with that. Don't give up. Uh, God's timing is perfect. Sometimes he will answer a prayer the day you prayed it. And then sometimes it may be years later because the timing wasn't right exactly. uh, beforehand. And so, the, uh, the thing is, too, is not everybody has a, a, a room to make into a war room or a prayer room. That's right. Um, but, that's right. you know, it's, it's finding your niche. It could be in your meditation is when your prayer comes out. It could be when you're walking with nature. Um, you know, you have to find that place where you know that you can attach and connect with that divine energy. Um, by the way, it isn't going to church on Sunday and then abstaining from divinity for the rest of the week. Your divineness <laughs> needs to be with you all the time. Um, it's just that when you get into prayer or get into that meditative state of, of being able to pray, you're concentrating it more on something in particular. But uh, people can find that prayer in other ways if they don't have a church or if they don't have a war room. And, it, and you're not speaking to any one dominion of church. You're just speaking to the faith and, and the, the strength of prayer itself. That's right. The, we, this movie is not connected to any one denomination. And uh, th- that's one thing that we've tried to do is just focus in on, uh, and on Christ, on scriptures, on things that we have in common. And, uh, and it has been very unifying because we've seen across denominational lines people support the films and be able to get behind them and be blessed by them. And so one thing we've tried to do is to, to focus in on what we have in common and um, we, we've written a book called The Battle Plan for Prayer uh, that is is already been released in stores. In fact, I was just walking through the Atlanta airport, and I saw it there uh, right after we had finished it. They, they got it to shelves pretty quickly. But The Battle Plan for Prayer 
um, it talks about how to get specific in your prayer life, how to get uh, focused in your prayer life, how to how to connect with God in a relationship with Him, and pray strategically and patiently, uh, knowing that the timing uh, is not always going to be what yeah. you might expect, but that um, but that He can answer prayers in His perfect timing, and so. Uh, we've seen that happen in our own lives. Every one of our films has been a string of one answered prayer after another. When people have been on our sets, they, they have just been blown away at the miracles that we've we've experienced on our sets. Because we will begin every day uh, in prayer and reading the scriptures, and the whole the whole vibe on the set is different. We will have people showing up uh, that have no faith at all, and they'll say, "I love the vibe that's on yeah. the set because." There is so much unity here. There's so much love here, and uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. And that's the thing is, it's love and respect go a long, a long way, don't they? And you know, when we learn to love and respect one another, you know, we put that judgment, we put those differences aside. Um, so you may pray a little differently. So you may pray um, to a different God. When it comes down to it, it is about that prayer, about that respect, that love, that that camaraderie of coming together because when it is a group of people in prayer that energy that is raised um, and that resonates is just so encompassing um, that it, it can't help but lift you up and the more we do this and the more we lift people up the more we lift them out of despair and out of misery and the more they begin to see the solutions and the possibilities but we have to lift them out of that cloud in order for them to see more clearly. We had, uh, we had some incredible answers to prayer on the set of the movie War Room. Uh, we were two weeks away from shooting. We had already moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, we were looking for, for the main house that uh, Miss Clara would live in, and we still didn't have a Miss Clara for the film. And so uh, we, were, we were praying. I had written on some sticky notes and put them on my closet wall, some specific things I was praying for, and one of them was, God, send us a Miss Clara. Clara and send us a, a house for her to live in uh, because we don't know you know we're living outside of our regular city and this is one of the few locations we have still not found yet and so we were walking down a street my brother Alex and I were and we were praying we were like God would you send us the right house for Miss Clara to live in and we turned the corner and right in front of us was this beautiful home that had a for sale sign out in the yard and uh, we walked up and we were thinking this looks perfect and then the man who lived there, uh, actually he moved out of the house. He happened to be visiting back at the home. He was working on the side of the house. He walked over, and we said, do you know who owns this house? And he said, I do. He said, I've been trying to sell it for nine months with no offers. And we said, would you be open to us renting it from you for one month? And he was like, I don't know. You know I'm trying to sell it. And so we, we said, can we see it? So we walked through the house. And we said, we want to build a prayer room in this movie, and this is the room that we would build it in. He said, that's where I have my prayer time in the mornings. <laughs> it was in, <laughs> inside that room. And, uh, and we said, well, are you a man of faith? And he said, I'm actually a pastor at a church. <laughs> we were like, what are the chances of that? Yeah. So he said he, he agreed to let us rent the house for a month. And we prayed during that month that God would bless him and help him to sell his home because he was willing to let us use his house. And we shot, you can even see it in the trailer, it's this beautiful white home with columns out front, and, mm -hmm. and it, it ends up being the, the perfect home for Miss Clara in the movie. But 
the day that we finished filming in the house, we had uh, the trucks outside the door, and a couple walks up, and they saw the moving trucks, and they thought somebody was moving out of the house. They walked up, walked in the house, looked around, and they made an offer, and he sold the house. The day <laughs> that we wrapped up shooting. And we, we told them, we've been praying exactly. that this house would sell because of your kindness towards us. And, and, of course, you left such good vibrations there. You know, it was so welcoming and inviting. And, of course, you really did well with Miss Clara. Just in the, in the you know, the short um, um, video of it, uh, you can see that she was completely the right person for the role. Absolutely. She is, Karen Abercrombie is a professional actress. She's done a lot of theater on stage work. And this is the first big movie she's ever been in. And we were two weeks away from shooting because we didn't have her either. And we were auditioning. And a local church in Charlotte, North Carolina, opened up and they said, you can use some of our facilities during the week to do some of your audition sessions. And we had not found a Miss Clara. And Karen actually attends that church. And she uh, she heard that we were looking for an elderly woman. And so even though she was in her 50s, she put on an older wig, older outfit. She changed her voice and walked in and auditioned. And Alex and I were like, there she is. That's <laughs> Clara. That's the one we've been praying for and wanting all of this time. And so she uh, was perfect for the role. She'll make the hair rise up on the back of your neck because she's that good. We've told people it's like an Academy Award-winning performance uh, with Miss Clara. Oh, you can see that. You can see that in the trailer, the impact of her. I mean, she's commanding. You know, she's commanding, most certainly, and it really draws you in. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you've got a very good cast there, most certainly. You've got an excellent message. Um, it's so timely and so needed because we really need to bring people back to in a common good and, you know, unite in prayer. Um, the world needs this. The communities need this. We need this. And uh, it really, as you said, doesn't really matter about the dominion that you are in. It, it's about faith. It's about coming together. It's about communion with your God. Um, and that we've got to stop trying to do it all on our own because we get lost. We totally get lost. We have to come together because that's the only way that we're A, going to be found or find our direction in life. Well, we are very excited about War Room. We feel like it's the best movie of all the films. We, it's gotten the highest test screening scores of all the films, which has been very encouraging. And it's reaching across racial and denominational lines. People love the movie because it deals with universal themes. Yeah. And if you just like movies, you know, people who, people who have no faith at all will be inspired by the message of this film. And uh, I challenge them to, to watch it without laughing or without crying because it will it'll grab their hearts and take them on an emotional roller coaster as they watch the film. And so when August 28th, when it's released in theaters across the nation and internationally, uh, we're just hoping and praying that, that people's lives will be impacted by it. People can go to warroomthemovie.com and they can watch the movie trailer. There's some behind-the-scenes clips and even find where the local theaters are that are playing it. Well, you've done an excellent job here, and um, you know I really wish you well on this movie. It's got one of those messages that just needs to keep on being heard and being seen and, and keep on inviting. Um, we are at that kind of crossroads, I think, in, in our juncture of lives right here in this time and space. And uh, we actually have to decide as a human race, are we going to come together you know, for the common good to unite one another, to stand tall in strength? and love for one another and who cares about the differences or are we going to carry on fighting and, and judging and belittling and 
and doing it in the name of God. Um, you know, it's it's time. It's time for us to take ownership and make changes and come together as a community. And prayer is one of those common goals that serves everybody. So thank you very much for making this movie. Well, thank you. We've been privileged and honored to make it. We've worked very hard on it. And we hope that people will take their families uh, and go see War Room uh, in theaters. Now, do you have any other sites so they can see your other movies as well and uh, catch up with those and any of your books? Uh, do you have... Uh, sure. Please share Yes, that. they can go to KendrickBrothers.com is our website. And it has um, all of our movies and all of our books information that's on there. Uh, they can also go to providentfilms.com is another uh, link of firm films is the sony branch that has been distributing our movies but uh fireproof our our first really breakout film came out in 2008 it was the number one independent movie in the theaters in the u.s of 2008 uh courageous uh was our fourth film it came out in 2011 it was the number one selling DVD in the nation when it hit DVDs. And so we were just very grateful for the support of the films. And we're, we're excited about continuing to strengthen and build people's lives through them. And that's, that's how we learn, isn't it? We learn by stories, you know, be it radio, be it TV, be it movies. We learn by stories because we find something in those that resonates with us. Um, you know, something we can do or something that's missing, something that inspires us, something that touches us. But if somebody comes out of a movie and hasn't been moved by it in any way whatsoever, as you said, it was a waste of the two hours. If you come away with something that has shifted you and moved you, then you most certainly have uh, most certainly got your money's worth. But that's what the whole point of storytelling is. It's something to inspire you to take your own journey. And I think this movie is definitely one of those. Sarah, thank you so much for your time today and for supporting War Room. Well, thank you very much, and good luck with the movie. And folks, go out and see it. doesn't matter what your faith is. Go out and see it. You'll learn, you'll love, and you'll come out smiling. Until next time, folks. <laughs>